jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher you're listening to podcast podcast sorry podcast number 40 and you know this is live there's no second takes podcast number 40 on using quartal and voicings in fourths for jazz guitar so let's get going <laughs> All right, welcome to our 40th podcast. This is a topic that I wish I had covered sooner, honestly, because there is a page on the website and there are two old videos, you know, those with, uh, you can still see on YouTube that old drape, like red, dark red drape. And I have a blue shirt and a blue guitar. I'm a bit younger, a bit, I would say, um, a bit fatter in the picture as well. <laughs> and um, I talk about the these two concepts. So the first video goes in detail about you know, how do you extract voicings in fourths and how they're built and where they come from, etc. And the second one is more about the applications on actual minor seven chords, dominant chords and major chords. And I want to do both over this podcast. And this podcast format gives me a little bit more time to go in details about what it is and how. So just to recap, for those of you who are totally new to what fourths uh, voicings are and what we call them quartal, as in uh, in French, we say for a fourth, we'll say une carte, carte as in the word quatre, four, and we say jazz guitar quartal voicings. And basically, if you look back at a famous example, is that um, so what? Right? This, this type of voicing is actually a whole bunch of fourths, the fourth interval. That is stacked on top of each note on top of one another. Now, this was deemed in a way revolutionary in that time because chords are typically built in thirds. So if I take a C note, I will go C, I'll go C, D, E, that's a third above, C, E, and then G, and then you get your good old C cowboy chord, right? So force for a single, no, 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 let me go C and let me find actually four notes above it. So one, two, three, four, that's a fourth, and then another fourth. So on. So that's more aligned with, with what an actual fourth voicing is, right? It sounds a little bit different, and it's interesting because if you start to to do it, and you'll notice I, I favor minor chords to do that. If you start to to play your typical D minor seven chord shape that we're all familiar with at the fifth fret, that's sort of a bar. If all you do is simply remove that that third finger and you go. Get D, G, C, and F. That's still contains the the root, the third, and the seventh. So the shell, our favorite shells, and there's one more note. So it winds up being a D minor eleven, actually, right? And you can run this through the scale, which is something you might have done with your some of your teachers. Uh, what I like to do personally is de deconstruct it uh, a bit further. Coffee sip, sorry. Gotta keep the, the engine the engine running through the day. So I like to keep deconstructing it a little bit um, further and start with a point that a lot of people haven't thought of, in my opinion, and this is totally my my own approach in detecting force. So I, I prefer to build forts down from a certain point. And if you've taken any of my courses online or if you've seen my YouTube video, one thing I like to do a lot is play on individual strings. So we'll start with this C note on the second string. So this is first fret, second string. And we will build the C major scale on that string. 
C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and C in that count. And the point for this is I'd rather have that scale guide us through forts that are built below that note so you can still play your scale and go ah this is where the forts are so if i have my c note and of course you can also find the the reference for this in a blog post on the website it's an older one uh, but it's been refreshed recently there's a sheet music so you can follow along to this if you're if you're interested it's called uh, quartal harmony for jazz guitar something like that i should know i, I wrote it but <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't remember everything I've published online. Uh, so C, if you go from C and you go down the fourth, you have to go one, two, three, four. So you're going down the scale C, B, A, G. So G is a fourth below C. So you're going to play it like this. And below G, I'm going to skip over, go a bit faster. You get a D. That's your open D. So that's your first quartal voicing. Sounds beautiful, right? And I love it because it's sort of in the middle of the guitar as well. And if you do the same thing with your D note and you build two uh, interval of a fourth, you're gonna get an A and an E. And as you keep doing this, you'll discover your shape. So I'm gonna go faster and just play you how it sounds. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, and C back down isn't that beautiful so now you have the full deck it's not just you know starting from a C root you're actually you have this ability to use it in chord melody as well because the melody note is what's guide, uh, guiding you now there's an interesting feature uh, that I don't want to go into too much detail in the podcast, but I do in the blog post, is that there is a method for inverting, quote unquote, um, inverting the, your voicing. So if you take, it's going to be difficult to explain over a podcast, you still really have to look at the sheet music, but if you go C, um, C, D, and G, and imagine your D note. Uh, your D note at the bottom came on top. So it would mean that now you have G, C, and, and D. So it would be that voicing. So it's a sort of a different approach because now you're dealing with the, the D melody note. So you have to redo that process. And what you wind up with, honestly, if you want to start with your, your um, first note is you're building a, a voicing that's uh, in seconds and in fourths. So you go down a second and down a fourth. And you're still playing on the string set four, three, and two. So I'm going to go quickly through that because the, the theory of it is a bit daunting. But here's a scale. And we're back at C. So point being, this is a really interesting structure and none of these chords have names really they're just um you know the here's a fourth and a second and the first one i played you is, is okay this is how you stack fourths and you take it through through the scale now here's how you stack a fourth and a second and you take it through the scale so these structures would be available in context where c major is played or 
some mode of C major, might be the Dorian, might be another mode, right? And now remember, we've done this, sorry, that's my mouse on my, on my desk. <clears throat> now we've done this on, with only three nodes. So there are a lot more structures that you might want to start to explore. For instance, what if you did that first one? to keep doing the same intervals through the scale and you just say I'm gonna add a, a fifth on top why not why not right and then go what you wind up doing is actually you're you're doubling another note but you can build intervals with sixth and thirds and fourths and whatever rocks your boat and take that structure through the scale right so that that's one way to proceed so the last I would say the last inversion we have to cover, there's pure fourths was the first one. Then seconds and fourths. Remember the, the structure is constant, but it's taken through the scale. So interval qualities vary. And the last one is fourth and second. So a fourth, a, a fourth down and second. So it says second and fourth. So, and those are basically I love that sound so much. Almost had forgotten about those. And the, this idea here is these three examples are pure fourths, then fourths and seconds, and seconds and fourths, and they come from inverting the pure fourths. Okay, I know that's a little bit brainiac, but I really encourage you to check out the, check out the video and, and see what you can come up with because, you know, I'm playing this now and you might be like, yeah, so what? But the so what as well, this is C major. It's all good in C major, but what if you have a B Locrian riff? Or what if you have an E Phrygian riff? Like something Spanish. And these voicings, they all work because they work, they all work in context. So it's not learning to comp with chords anymore. It's like learning a dynamic method of comping that you you pick out any chord from the scale and it will work, right? That's sort of where I'm going. Uh, so that's the that's a harsh truth, and then I'm gonna relax a little bit and give you uh, a little bit more information about the second part. The in in the video actually, that's the second video I shot. Sip of coffee once again, and that's where you all go. Yeah, Mark, like you've just given us um, seven times three, twenty-one voicings on guitar, and going well. You could even add more if you you decide to add more structures to it and take that through scales. What if you took it through melodic minor? What if you took it through harmonic minor? Uh, you know, uh, melodic harmonic minor, other uh, exotic scales. And I'm gonna get, go, okay, yeah, you're right. And in the second part, we look at minor seven, dominant seven and major seven, and say, those are the best, quote unquote, voicings to use that are sort of quartal. They're not all quartal, but they come from um, the pentatonic scale, right? There's this sort of implied relationship between the seconds and fourths and the pentatonic scale in sound and also on the fretboard of the guitar. If you haven't uncovered this, you will, I'm sure, as you keep practicing. So let's look at C minor 7, C7, and C major 7. What would be good that's that's notated in the, in the PDF for the second video, part two quartal? Uh, the first one would be this. So my root is here, but I'm I'm not going to play it. There's the, this one, which is simply uh, playing F B flat and E flat. So as I was saying earlier, that's the that's a so what voicing, and that voicing, yeah, whole step up, 
is a very good option. And then there's three more. And what I love about this is all these voicings. That's the C minor pentatonic scale. So obviously what happens when you comp in that fashion is that you're using a harmonized pentatonic scale to play over a minor seven chord, useful in Dorian conditions uh, or other types of minor chords. And this is really interesting because this is still just on the same string set I'm going up and down on. I'm not switching, switching strings. So you have five very hip, very modern voicings to do your, your, your little comping over C minor seven. And I encourage you to, to shed this until like it becomes second nature that you can sort of play around on this in any key because it can save your life because you'll play good notes that are always right. Plus, uh, because this is a podcast, I'm going to give you a little extra tip. This tolerates really well the whole half-step thing. So if you go... That's a C root, right? You see, I was just a half-step away and I, I went into one of the good voicings. And these sort of ambiguous abstract voicings, they tolerate that uh, very well. So little tr trick of the trade. Also, it's good because you can you can start to change one note at a time. And even if you don't exactly know how it fits the context, you can sort of toy around with changing one note at a time into your vo voicing and adding, uh, I would say, dissonance because all these notes you're playing are part of the pentatonic. They're all super consonant. There's no half step. There's no, no note has a grudge with any other note, if you will. There's no um, need for the resolution. So you can create your tensions, your tensions this way. Now, secondly, if you're playing on the dominant chord, I've given you three options and the three options are pretty simple. You can take a C again, and that's a C shell. So seventh and third, and you're going to use your good old C13 friend. That's a you know, basic jazz voicing. And the two other ones are seventh on top and root on top. So people will tell me, yeah, Mark, you've given me five voicings over the minor seven. And now for a seven, like a dominant seven, there's only three. Uh, and the answer to this is yes. And that's even an unaltered seven. And what I would say is if you're playing context where those are really useful, you can start to think in terms of sus, meaning that you would use this guy, you'd use this guy, and this guy, and also use, in the case of C minor, use the chords that relate in quartal to the key of um, G minor, seven, because G minor seven is actually C sus, right? So you could play, that's, G minor 6 is C7, or C13, if you will. So that's one of the trick of the trades. And lastly, in major 7. So major 7 is important to understand because of the fourths, the way they behave. Um, like a plain major 7 voicing, if you have, say, on a C major, you have the F note, it doesn't sound really good. This sounds too much like it wants to resolve. So there's always that F sharp to make it smoother, to make it, I, I guess most of you went like, ah, right? So this is the, the Lydian voicing. It's C, F sharp, and it, there's a tritone right there. It's not the best voicing, but it, sound, it sounds like, like it should, right? And that's 
Also, that's six voicings you could use. You could just still comp using the pentatonic, if you will, if you wanted to do that, but here are the voicings, so this, that. Here comes your F sharp, and then keep going in the scale. Actually, you're doing a step here. And two more. And there's a way, like, mnemonics way you could as think, thinking is in D7, like a D down and seven or a D9 chord. Uh, I don't want to get into that right now, but that's that's really essentially what you should be doing. Um, learn those and shed those, take them home. Like uh, I, of, I often say, uh, take the ball and run with it, right? So you put a backing track on and you say, tonight is, I don't know, E flat minor seven. And you just go, all right. <laughs> So you just shed it. Right, that was my half step trick. So you do this until it sort of becomes second nature. And then you'll realize, well, this is not just a gear. You can just use those as well as all the materials you already have, all your chord shapes, all your ideas that are in that key, you can use it. And then if you want to take a, a little bit of a moment on this, you can take um, uh, the C7, same thing, or uh, another key, G7, and say, oh, those are the voicings I should be using. Use them and use them over a static chord vamp. I use iReal Pro. I don't know if you like the software. I love it. Have it on my phone, computer, and uh, eventually it just becomes second nature. So that's, I would say, I would advise you to start at the end, start with the really applied stuff that's fun to play on, and then go back to the stuff I talked about in the beginning of uh, the Quartal uh, podcast and the Quartal video, which is bringing, building your scales like this and really understanding everything that's in it. And eventually, you'll start to comp more in terms of thinking of scales rather than always thinking of a precise chord shape. And one of my favorite guitar, jazz guitar authors, Randy Vincent, in his book, uh, Three, Three Note Voicings, he says, this is the concept of dynamic comping, uh, you know, versus just being static comping, being chord shape comping. No, no, all the notes in the scale are sort of good and you decide which ones you want to hear. And of course, Randy's method and my method goes a long way in just describing what the shell is, the third and seventh, where you can play them on the fourth and third string and fifth and third. You know, you move these things around, then you add extensions and then you got something going on because you're not just thinking of a, you're not thinking like a rock player or a folk player, or a, a blue, a, I wouldn't say bluegrass, but like you're thinking, it's not just a shape anymore. It's it's an, a journey. It's an environment for, for a chord. All right, on that note, I will let you go. This has been podcast number 40. My name is Mark from jazzguitarlessons.net. Thanks a lot for listening. Please feel free to post comments at the bottom here. There's a forum. Please feel free to share with uh, anyone you think might like it on the social media, social network. I'm always happy to hear from you. And I will see you soon on jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. Take care.